So I'm guessing what was the worst date you've been on? And I, as Bill Marsh, will go first. So I was talking to this guy. I think we went to high school together, but we weren't really that close. So he decided to ask me out to go to a Caribbean place. Well, I said, we should go to this Caribbean place. I'm thinking you live in this part of Houston. I live in the other part of Houston. Let's meet halfway here and then we can go day. He said, no, we should go to the Caribbean place closer than me. I mean, it's kind of Jamaican. I'm thinking I want to represent my culture. I'm not kind of Jamaican motherfucker, but <laughs> so we went to this place. So he told me the wrong address. I thought it was all the way in South Houston, but it's all the way in near him. So I'm thinking I, I was debating should I just skip out on this guy? Because if I skip on this guy, no one would go. I'm thinking, no, I should go. So I went to the right place. He wasn't there yet. He told me to tell him. And he was like five minutes away because he didn't left his house because that was five minutes away from him. And then when we got together, uh, the conversation kind of sucked. But I, I said I had a time. Uh, we split because he was working night shift at Walmart. He tried calling me and he always texts me, YWD, why, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And after the day, I'm thinking, okay, it was nice. And then he kissed me on the forehead. And I just want to go for like a handshake because I'm an awkward duck. But he kissed me on the forehead and we went our separate ways. And I thinking after that, I just couldn't. And then he tried calling me at like 12, like 3 a.m. No. Because when he got off to work, no, it didn't work. This. So I just tell them it didn't work. So that was probably the worst day I've ever been on. I love how he went in for a forehead kiss like this is an anime or something. <laughs> like he's sending you off to war or something like I'm going off to war princess uh, <laughs> princess Belmars <laughs> pray for my return like kiss on forehead goodbye. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't I don't have a story for the worst and I've, I've not been on a terrible date actually which is I, a rarity I know like but I don't really have one um Kiwi Stewie do you have a, a the worst date you've ever been on story can you hear me yes okay perfect uh it's really very pathetic unfortunately <laughs> so this was with my ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. okay Like, I knew we were at that point where we thought about breaking up for dumb reasons back then. But the way he led me on was very bad. (laughs) So he went to see me when I used to live with my parents. Mm -hmm. And we were just hanging out and just talking. And then went to my local church at the time and just prayed and thought about how to move forward from this horrible relationship (laughs) and we just sat outside later and we did kiss on the lips not on the but we no we made sure no one wasn't looking and we were still on the catholic church ground and after that he drove me back to my house and then from there he told me that we should break up it was like after going to church then you then we kiss and then you take drop me off and then suggested we break up i was like this is a very sad and stupid date i love the fact that he waited till after he felt like god wasn't watching (laughs) (laughs) he said lord the lord won't judge me i 
<laughs> I've moved from his, his land. <laughs> well, that's that's shitty. Oh my god. It it was real shit. That, that was the worst date I've ever been on in my whole entire life. Yeah. Good God. I mean, I don't love it. For... I think the worst date I've ever been on um, maybe was like in high well, right before I graduated from high school. I knew I was going to go ahead and go out of state. This one guy I knew in school, really cool. We had like books in common because I used to like read a lot. Begged me, begged me, begged me to go out. I, I, I effed up on a couple steps. First, I let him pick me up. So, and drive me to Kelly. So I didn't have a car. Then the conversation was crazy. He was in, he was a white guy and he was into some weird black woman fetish dominatrix shit. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, have you ever done this? You know, I'm pretty sure you know black women like to be in control. The fuck? And then he like speared on some random crap. Oh, I'm back sexual and I like to have sex with men I like to bottom which I have no problem with but first of all you need to go ahead and tell somebody like that from the fucking get-go because a lot of women including me not trying to be me would have never been like that no I can't no that's not for me not not for me um and then he tried to go on for a kiss and everything else like that I like ghosted because like that was just way too fucking much it was the first date you're talking about sex you're talking about being dominated by black women getting pissed and shit on and then like having a threesome with the dude like that was like a living date from hell i don't i need to think i'm the leftovers you know it's kelly's it's kelly's oh god um and with that welcome back to confrontational millennials this is nikki alley this is Bill Mars in common with our guest, uh, my sister, my old millennial sister, Stewie. And, um, and our our friend. I don't I don't think you can call Kiwi an elder millennial. She's not that much older than us, but Kiwi. <laughs> A millennial nonetheless. Yes, and considering this is kind of coming towards the end of cuffing season, because we're recording this before Valentine's Day. So I'm thinking it's a good time to talk about relationships. And I think all of us are good representative, a different point of our relationships. Some of us are in serious ones, some of us not in one situation. Uh, I'm situationships. I love situations. I got situations. Belmarski probably told you I pulled off some shit. At one point, I had a fiance and a boyfriend at my sister's graduation, side by side. Great. Are you saying something? It like went to your box, but I heard nothing. So I'm like, wait. Oh, I'm also trying to entertain my cat, so I'm multitasking. She's on top of my desk, and she's playing with, I don't know what you call that thing, but it's meant to, like, hold the charger wire. Oh, yeah. sticky thing. Yeah, I had to grab a bamboo. Not the bamboo that's poisonous to cats. It's the non-poisonous kind. So, it's the... Bamboo stick. 
Yeah. Kiwi is for everyone else. Kiwi is married and also she's committed to her cat. So like that's <laughs> her relationship. No, she hates her cat. She wants a husky. I mean, do you have objections? Kiwi to that statement? Dogs are better than cats. I'll still love a cell. If only she becomes more yeah. of daddy's favorite. That's not going to happen. So, any that's <laughs> yeah. So, we have some experience with cats and dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have a crazy dog now. <laughs> I have to say, hey, if Belmar tells you the story, I did not kill the cat. The cat committed suicide. Oh my gosh. We're supposed to be talking about relationships, not how Cheddar committed suicide. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. Thank you, Yali. Keyword, Ketter committed suicide. I did not do that. <laughs> did you ever find a body? Wait a second. Oh, it was on the side of, of 45 going down from Dallas. Okay, but I'm you saying, don't... but did we ever find a body? We know, no, Cheddar could still be alive. <laughs> no body, no crime. So let's go into romantic relationships. Yes, let's go so into that. So I think we do have a good, um, range of it so i'm thinking with the hot buttons i'm thinking it's pretty hard to date now in a global panoramic right now so i'm thinking it's hard to meet people especially as you get older so i'm thinking probably start off with i guess with a simple question would you ever be with someone that your family didn't approve of and why and i guess for me uh mostly <laughs> i know stewie's pretty hard to impress when i guess when i brought my significant other around so i'm guessing i have the honor of like having one that she approved of i'm thinking it depends why because i guess my family's a pretty good judge of character thinking okay this person that may not work out for you so i'm thinking it depends on your relationship with your family they can probably be a good judge of character because when you wear rosy colored glasses red flags just look like flags mm-hmm yeah um I have never introduced someone to my family so I wouldn't know Mm. how to answer that question but I am fairly close with them and I feel like especially if my mother because my mother doesn't really say like she has not liked several let me emphasize several of my brother's girlfriends but she didn't say anything and that's the key here. So like, it, if I feel like if like my mother ever came up to me and was like, I don't, I don't like this boy, girl, whatever for you, like I would probably be like, well, I should probably break up with them immediately because if my mother came up to me and said something, that means that she really doesn't like them because she has flat out been this close to hating some of my brother's girlfriends and has said nothing. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I'm pretty close to my family. So my brothers probably don't have as much say so like because they hate all men, but like, and my daddy, but like if my mom specifically was like, hey, I don't know about this one, then I'd have to think twice. So that that would be me, that would be my answer. I guess maybe uh, cause I'm in a different space in life in the sense that like I'm going towards my mid thirties so it's like, okay, you got to stop being like a fuck girl. Um, and then I have a kid. It's like, okay, I want the family approval to be there because it's like, I can't 
the biological clock starts ticking. So it's like, if I want to have another kid, I need to make sure I don't have time for the bullshit I need to make sure everything falls in place so that way we can just kind of work on our relationship and like the family stuff really doesn't become an issue that's just like an automatic fit in um where if there's like a like a lot of problems I probably just don't want to do with that I'm too old I'm lazy that's true fair Kiwi what about you what was the question again well, Kiwi, I'm just, I, Belmar's asked, like, would you date somebody that your family didn't approve of? Why or why not? Uh, honestly, I don't think my parents ever, like, told me what kind of person to date. So it was just something that I had to learn on my own. And then, of course, growing up in a Catholic family and attending Sunday school, I thought the ideas of like the kind of traits you look for in a good partner was something that I would have, I learned to apply to in real life, but it's not necessarily always idealistic. I have to be realistic at the same time too. It's like, what are my chances of marrying somebody else that's Catholic? Cause like, I'm not the best practicing Catholic person out there. I can definitely admit that. It's just like ever since the whole pandemic thing, it's just like I'm not going to church in person. I don't watch Catholic Mass like every single day. Mm. But anyways, my whole point is I think my parents has been like very open to whoever I dated as long as they're not irresponsible or a sore loser in their eyes. <laughs> like I knew what would be a good healthy relationship just because my parents has been together for such a long ass time like I've seen the ups and downs that they've been through and some things I could learn from like I'm not close to my grandparents so I can't really say they've been together for a long ass time too and they all came from like a big giant family so yeah I guess it's just, when it comes down to it, I kind of just think more of like the kind of people that I'm into. I tend to notice how their personalities are somewhat similar to my parents, mm-hmm. especially my hubby. His sense of humor is similar to my dad because they both love to troll me. <laughs> but trolling in different ways that's i mean that's interesting my parents only requirements for me when dating was that i don't date a crazy white boy and i'm like so specific specific. um off of that question i think uh a really good um oh man i just had it and it escaped from me oh i just had it Mm, well what traits do you see for those of you who are dating again I can't answer um what traits do you see in your partner currently that you kind of can identify maybe in your parents (laughs) well I guess for me I guess his logical technical well his logical side because my dad happens to be very very logical and I guess a lot of people that I look up to that consider like a parent figure are logical in how they handle things. So I'm just lucky when they meet, they kind of vibe pretty well. So I'm thinking, okay, let's go think about money. Let's go think about where we want to live. So kind of that technical side, it's 
what I see in my parent. Well, I see in my partner that I see in my parents. I mean, it's kind of scary because I'm also slowly becoming my father as well. Because he, because we're kind of, we can be like strong and hard headed. Like, okay, if I wanted something way, we do like bump heads. But I think it kind of scares me how much I am alike. <laughs> I understand. I'm becoming my mother more and more every day. I get it. I just, oh. I guess- my story is a little bit different. Um, maybe because I grew up in a more urban environment. So there was a lot of broken homes in the sense that like my parents and I, my mom was a, technically a teen mom. I didn't figure that out until I went to college because it was just so normal. Um, and then even though she was married to my dad, they just had a bad, horrible type of relationship. So I guess mine is more the opposite where I try to look for traits that are opposite of my parents. So I like people that are kind of more like me in the sense that you can budget a balance, that you have a plan, that we don't just live for the moment. Um, and then when it comes to like communication, having that open form of communication. So I, I know it's kind of crazy, but it's like whenever I see a trait that's similar to my parents, I immediately run for the hills. I'm like, oh, hell no, <laughs> I refuse. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense when you have like, I mean, because not everybody has like, I mean, just to, to go around the table, like my parents have been married for like 30, I think this year's gonna be the 37th year anniversary. My parents yes. have been married for 37 years because Kiwi's parents have been married for how, how long have your parents been married? Um, I know their anniversary date, but I'm not 100% sure on the year. I know it's like an early October, they might have gotten married either in 1989 or 1990. Right, yeah, so that's that's a solid, like, 30 years and some change, obviously. Um, and and then, my dad, well, I guess he hasn't been married because he said he's pretty stubborn and he can't really imagine something now, and he also gave me advice. He said, careful who you get relationship advice from, because he's thinking, okay, he would never give me, like, marriage advice because he himself is not married. And he already been through the marriage route. It's not for him. And he said, okay, never get like advice from someone that's broke. So I'm thinking, don't take the information on what to do. Probably take the information of what not to fucking do. Mm-hmm. So you won't end up like broke like them. So he told me what not to do. So I, he probably just stay away like, from relationship. He's like, okay, you're smart. I raised you right. You can just kind of handle that. Mm-hmm. Right. And then obviously Stewie just explained her parental situation. So yeah, like when you and have me, uh, me and Belmar. Go on, sorry, did I? Uh-oh. You're good. I was just uh, gonna elaborate on the Belmar situation because I know you said that the siblings, but uh, I was from the first marriage of my mother. She's from the second marriage of my mother. She had two marriages and a situationship. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like when you, when you have, when the model that you have with your parents is not that great, you know, if you're, if you can recognize that, obviously you tend to try to shy away from repeating that kind of cycle, obviously for yourself. So that makes sense. But um, yeah, my parents have been married for like, like I said, 37 years this year um and like they I mean obviously they fight like a lot or whatever but like at the same time they also are like two of the most they're so disgustingly cute oh my god (laughs) 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 it's it's, I'm just like uh, today like we were 
I had to do something for for my parents or whatever so we were somewhere else and we were helping I was helping them do something and I came down the stairs and they were like slow dancing to like Luther Vandross and I'm like oh my god (laughs) 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 but I'm like I didn't say anything I just moved on I was like it's so cute oh I'm gonna barf um but like yeah so um I don't know like as far as like people I'm attracted to I guess I'm I typically go for like um I don't know like I think I I tend to go for like people who are kind of charming like my dad and then like um I don't really know like what I pick out from my mom but I feel like I pick people who because they also say like a lot of times people will say you pick the parent like you're the opposite gender parent so like if you have parents who are in a heteronormative situation in which you have a mother and a father figure or whatever if you're a woman you pick the male and if you're a male you pick the female but I've heard it say that you pick the parent that you fight with the most so the parent that you're most you you tend to pick the parent that you butt heads so the I technically should be picking my mom because I fight with my mom way more than I fight with my dad well I hope I don't pick my mom (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother um, You might be, but here's the thing. I was like your mother figure as a child. That is true. People that are analytical like me. Yes. I mean, if that's the case, that's true. You are kind of like a mother figure. And I do like analytical people. And but if you did pick somebody like our mother, swear to God, <laughs> we'll drive from Louisiana and pull up. <laughs> and what, beat his or her ass? No, I got to rescue you. That means you're getting kidnapped. Apparently you're on drugs, so I have to go ahead and drop you off to rehab. Because there's no excuse for that. You would show up and be like, what is it? Is it cocaine? Is it heroin? What are you Meth. I heard they make that in uh in the seaside community near Kima. No. We <laughs> don't. Oh my gosh. Um, Going along that same vein, does, does anybody feel like they have a relationship role model? So like a relationship that you've ever seen like in popular culture or like in your own life that you're like, I want to be like them. That's not your parents. Let me be clear. It's not your parents. So I guess probably fictional or non-fictional. Well, I do admire the Obama's relationship. Um, but I'm thinking probably as a blueprint. I mean, this is one show called Close Enough, which shows like a young couple like leaving their 20s, going to the 30s, where it's like, okay, we just need to balance our relationship and also balance raising a kid. I'm thinking I wouldn't mind like that. Like kind of having like a good balanced relationship or or Carrie Washington also has a good, pretty good relationship as well with her husband because she was once engaged, but then that didn't end up. And she, I think she got married in her late 30s, early 40s and managed to get two kids. So I guess I really don't have like a true uh, relationship I want to, I guess, follow. But I guess I see a lot of good role models in the media. I guess how they show it. Sorry, I was putting on a robe because I'm cold. Um, yeah, you were um, wrestling with a snuggie. Damn. Um, do I have a relationship role model? Come back to me. Um, yeah, Stewie. I didn't really see it much in our family. I mean, I guess there's some role models. I guess our other sister, I guess we can call her Riri. Um, <laughs> they've been married. And it seems like he's very supportive of his wife. I mean, at first, I wasn't really too Bullshit big on Belmar's. Bullshit, Belmars. Belmars <laughs> is full of shit. 
She is sugar coating. What, what's the word that you made for that situation? That's a husband. That's a father husband. It's the age gap within it. I know. Let's be real. She can't come outside and play with us. She can't talk to us. She got to ask her daddy. <laughs> so very few like stable marriages I've seen, I guess, in my close family. I mean, even on my dad's side, my aunt's been divorced from her husband for a while. And uh, so I guess I really didn't grow up with like strong models. So I guess let's go ahead and make my own. But she's the only sibling that I know that's married. Then our other brother, who's a whole fucking batch of crazy. So he's technically married too, with the kid. Second marriage. Putting out the tea out there. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a famous couple. I think, um, especially once I started to grow up and meet different kind of people. Um, especially when I used to work at the University of Mississippi. Um, that's where I kind of got my model from is just having those two separate careers and um, being able to kind of build each other up. So if I had to go ahead and maybe have a celebrity couple to kind of put that over, I'm like Beyonce and KZ, like you have your lane, you can be the best in your lane. I have my lane, I can be the best in my lane. Let's get this empire together. Let's make sure our kids are taken care of. We don't need our, to post our kids 50,000 times in the media. We're going to make sure our household is together. Extended family is going to go ahead and be taken care of. But at the end of the day, we're still like, yes, we have our household together, but we're two powerful entities. So if I had to pick something, it would be like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I would say that um i think i would pick i remembered who i was gonna say i was gonna say sierra and what's her football player's name i always forget his name sierra's husband Russell. You know that man? <laughs> the man that plays the, man that plays the fake football <laughs> russell yes russell thank you that man because he feels i feel like he kind of worships sierra and i'm like i like that (laughs) but at the same time I'm also like he keeps it to himself like he occasionally will post things like oh my god look at my son who's not actually his son but he still treats little future like his son and I was like oh I love that I love that just a man coming in and doing and acting like a fucking adult that's what I want (laughs) anything you want to add Kiwi um well I thought long and hard to see if there was like other couples I would view as my role model other than my parents I honestly don't think I have one but if I had to base it off of like some I guess you can say influencer uh her name's Emily Wilson so she's roughly around our age she's married she has two kids so she's living a very healthy relationship that I see so it's just something that I want to apply in my relationship with my spouse. So, mm-hmm. and she's realistic too about what it means to be a woman, etc. Like she does express some Christian women values here and there, but I don't always follow everything she believes in. Just more on the healthy aspects of what it's like raising a family, a good healthy relationship. Yeah, that's my main focus on who I do look up personally, but celebrities that I have seen, not so much. 
See, and when you said apply a celebrity, like I aspire one day to be like Beyonce and Jay Z, but right now I'm future. Not future, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm about to say, you, you want to be a brother, husband, or what? Like, I'm future, minus the kids. <laughs> I was about to say, minus like the 5011 kids. Yeah, <laughs> just <mind laughs> I guess another question that comes up in relationships with you, would you be able to date someone or be with someone that's a different political beliefs than you and a different, I guess, religion than you? Um, for me with religion, I guess maybe there could be some negotiation there. I'm thinking short term, maybe long term, thinking it'll probably have to come to effect, thinking what I have to convert to, let's say, to Islam. Would I be down for that? Probably, uh, I, I can give a bacon. Um, <laughs> I mean, or pork, because wow. I don't like the way that like, <laughs> why not? I'm thinking if I'm compatible. I'm thinking about right now, I'm thinking if my boyfriend Riesium comes up to me thinking, I, let's be Jewish. I'm thinking, okay, we can go get the space lasers ready. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> But political beliefs, nah, I can't, I can't. I mean, if he comes in, like coming here, being a conservative, I can't get down with the Republican party right now. What if he comes in with like QAnon, I can't get down with QAnon. Or like, if he believes in like- QAnon has a branch for everybody. They have a branch for black people. (laughs) He could be the black people QAnon, you don't know. And say the black people chose Donald Trump to run America. Oh my gosh, side note, like this, this 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 guy, this contractor that my parents had come out is a Trump supporter and he was black and I was like, that still seems like an oxymoron <laughs> to me, but whatever. <laughs> I just I mean there was a lot of black Trump supporters I know in Louisiana for some reason. And yeah, in the military. Yeah, because they can't read. We're <laughs> they can't read. Oh my goodness. Um as far as religious beliefs, I'm not like I'm at my parents' house, so I have to whisper this part. I'm not that religious. Um <laughs> so it doesn't matter to me. Um as long as like they're not in a re- religion that I find constraining, like and they would expect me to convert, like like because if they come up to me and they're like, hey. I'm in a cult, like called the Heaven's Gate. I'm gonna be like, uh, you gonna have to do that by yourself because I <laughs> or Scientology. I mean, would you like to go get rid of your thetans? No, no but Heaven Gate means complete death. She's Nikki Ali said she's not getting on the track suit. <laughs> they all died in Nikes, so I, I, I like. <laughs> I mean, I like Nike, but I don't want to die in them. Um, so like. I'm just saying, like, if you if you're in Scientology or something like that, I can't get down with it. Like, don't ask me to convert. Um, but uh, political beliefs, again, like we talked about this on a just, like previous episode, Bo Mars and I. But like, politi- your political re- beliefs are rooted in your morality. And if you're going around here saying like, women shouldn't have abortions, the Second Amendment shouldn't be banned, and you don't have like solid like backing that doesn't sound like you're an indecent inhumane person like i just i'm just kind of like oh that's a no for me dog like you, you just need to stay away from me or white privilege isn't real yeah no if that's like your opening statement to me i'm gonna be like 
shove breadsticks in my purse goodbye like <laughs> yeah I mean because I remember being with some well seeing someone I didn't go that serious well he was a different religion than me but uh I guess his father I guess wasn't really open to the relationship because he was angry and said God think of your children and he'd rather his son be gay than date a black woman I'm thinking how does that work what if he goes gay with a black man he didn't thought that through but ironically his grandma liked me so his his dad didn't didn't like the fact that he was openly down with the squirrel but his grandma is which is kind of weird yeah usually it's the grandparents that are ignorant okay it, the relationship didn't last, but race wasn't the issue, I guess, because uh, I wanted more than he was willing to give. I, I think at like this point, especially because with my first child, religion, we were, I'm not religious at all. Her father's Catholic. Now my child is super Catholic. So looking <laughs> back on that now, I think that religion like uh we need to kind of be both on the same page because it makes things easier um I think especially looking back on it now when you don't have kids involved everything seems easy oh you're not religious not religious but then when the kid comes up no now we got to get them baptized now we have to go ahead and send them here so I think like especially in the relationships I'm looking for now like uh -uh, I I see no religion or don't let's not talk about it because I'm not religious at all and then political beliefs, like, I probably wouldn't even talk to you because if you're not pro-black, pro, pro-woman, uh, there, or even, like, pro, like, LBT, yeah, LBGT, because, like, one of my line brothers is trans, and I talk to my line brother a lot, so it's like, if you're not that, like, there's no, can't talk, <laughs> like, we have nothing in common. LBT rights are human rights. Yeah, yeah. And see, religion can be tricky, especially in Houston. Y'all have a lot of people like the OTEP crazies. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has time for that. You can't mesh that. Sure. They may be pro black, pro Democrat, anti Republican, but they're crazy. I need five wives because I'm a planet. <laughs> Kiwi? Do you have a- uh, well for me I always thought my default political beliefs was conservative just because I grew up in a conservative family household but then when I went to university started questioning some things like like my, the whole social issue I was a bit more on the liberal side and then when I met and I asked about his political views and why certain things are what they are. I'm starting to think I'm more on the liberal side. That's, yeah. And then when I think about like the last four years of like what Trump caused damage to the Republican party, I'm just like, if I had to accurately describe my political views, it's gonna be independent. So it's just like, if it wasn't for Trump or if it wasn't for me meeting, I would still be open to dating someone with different political views from mine as long as it's not extreme not racist because I'm a person of color for one thing and not talking shit about you know the LGBTQ community um that's another thing like the whole meaning of what it means to be human it doesn't matter what their backgrounds are how they label themselves because like people need to learn to be nice 
humanity needs to be better. We can do so much better, you know. Mm-hmm. And then re- religion. Um, like I'm fine dating someone that's like outside the Christian faith as long as they're not dickheads or pushing <laughs> their beliefs down my throat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the furthest I've ever dated someone outside my Catholic faith is someone that's default um, was, well, I know in America it's Episcopalians, but here in Canada, since the queen recognizes the Anglican church, my current husband, before he converted into Catholicism, his background was, um, yeah, Anglican. Mm-hmm. And I did not force him to convert or anything, but we just made it clear that before dating, it's just, if we ever were to marry, I did want to marry in a Catholic church. I am religious, but not super duper religious in a sense, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just showed him like good examples of like what it means to be a co- Christian in a sense. As long as it's not being contradicted in a way that Republicans use Christianity in their names, et cetera, because that's just complete BS. Sometimes people need to realize that there's a separation between government and religion, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know Republicans are very t- much more tied towards Christian traditional values, but usually it's more like European slash white. Christian mm-hmm. values in a sense because sometimes they just forget about other people of color that mm-hmm. could assimilate but if you don't look like the majority you're kind of like forgotten right yeah good point um branching off of that what's everybody's like number one deal breaker like just one but like, like off the like somebody off the bat, like they say this, and you're like, bye. We never, we can never talk again. Do not contact me. <laughs> oh, I guess for me, I guess it isn't. I think it's probably bad hygiene. Probably one of the biggest turnoff because I'm thinking if you're coming up to first date stinky or like bad hair or something, you don't take care of yourself. That's kind of like an immediate deal breaker. I mean, yeah, I understand some people might wear like sweatpants or something, but I'm just thinking just bad hygiene is kind of bad because I'm kind of big on hygiene, okay? Mm-hmm. Get it. I and know. also being bad to wait staff. I guess, um, besides the bad hygiene, being your married man. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's something. <laughs> There wouldn't be a like, side hoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, delete. Goodbye. <laughs> That's that. Listen, I almost I say, in the age of social media, I don't know why some men lie. Yeah, you can double check that shit. I'm thinking kind of like the guy with the the police officer that like bounced all those women, thinking I'm, I was get married to you, but I'm gonna go out of town with also seeing another woman and get married to you, and then go out of town. Then he actually had a wife and kids. I'm thinking, how do you balance all that? Fucking Jason, call you're the fucking worst, <laughs> <laughs> cheating scum. Oh, Kiwi, what's your deal breaker? Just one though. Uh, well, 
if this person's always going to be broke ass, I don't want somebody to always rely on me all the time. That is a number one deal breaker for me. It's just like you have to share some of the responsibilities too, because being in a relationship, it's not a one way thing. It, it takes two to tango, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are all good points. Um, I think the one thing that, and I'm kind of weird because on the one hand, I'll be all like, why are you texting me all the time? But then on the other hand, I'll be like, why the fuck aren't you texting me? (laughs) I know you're not doing anything, but I feel like somebody who's not, I think the thing that irritates me the most is like, even if you are a consistent texter or a caller or whatever, you don't know how to make conversation. So I can't stand like people who will just be like, okay, like they'll just text me one word or something after I've given them a long paragraph like how's your day bam okay like this is the time when you reciprocate like you tell me how your day was is that bitch Sandra still getting on your nerves you let me know like what is happening in your life (laughs) why are you not speaking (laughs) I'm trying to get to know you damn it like what are you what's happening so kind of like being a bad conversationalist yeah but one of the things that my friend um school was talking about is like she was dating somebody that was an exclusive texter and for me I'm like you're 35 you're fucking weird you cannot just exclusively text there's some things you're gonna have to have a fucking conversation on like how do you just text and try to build a relationship on it no sometimes like something has to be wrong yeah to me that's like boy vibes but you also (laughs) might be illiterate she's like you're like future or floyd mayweather oh my yeah i guess also balance that's true yes because yeah. i actually work with a fuck boy but i told her yesterday she's like yeah she's like what do i do i said text his ass back you're done <laughs> we're breaking up <laughs> what the fuck are you doing yeah, and especially with this age post catfish, make sure I know who you're talking to, like face to face. Your camera can't be broken all the damn time. Thinking, okay, you have a laptop, you have a cell phone, you can do face to face. All I have no, is a Nokia flip phone. But when you speak of pictures, that's another deal breaker. Dick pics. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> like you can just have a regular conversation and like yeah especially so soon like i'm just getting to know your personality thinking boom dick pic <laughs> listen i've been fortunate enough to never have a guy try like send me a dick pic and i hope they never do because what i'm not about to do or they ask you for news <laughs> they've not, not that's never happened people although they've hinted at it like been all like oh can you send me pictures and i'm just kind of like you you have the profile to my Instagram. There's tons of pictures on there. Like, what else do you need to look at? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm not as lucky. I had guys ask me nudes, try to send me a dick pic, and, and it was messed up because the guy that tried to send me a dick pic was already in a committed relationship, and he actually asked me to come in a threesome. So... <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> What did, what what did you do? Did you just want to get kidnapped by a dick pic? Like, oh. Yes, I'm so turned on by his two colored dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I've never received any dick pictures in my life, but do you remember, like, a few years ago, there it was this BuzzFeed article about this one girl that receives a bunch of dick pics. Uh-huh. Um, she would draw all over it and send yeah. it back. That's, yes. like, great response there. I, I do remember that that article. I There's also been, like, people have made, like, there's a whole show about it, I think. Or like, no, this woman did a show. She was on a show and she did a segment where she was like, yes, look, these are the dick pics I received and I've done like interesting things to them. Like I drew a hat on this one. On this one, I did this. And I'm just like, oh, I love it. I love it so much. And I guess those are some relationships. What's a good way to keep the relationship alive? Give like little acts of romance or what do you think is romantic move? I guess with all of us in different points of relationships, I guess it's different. The I guess thing is, I'm, I have I think the Louisiana get, internet broke it. Such a masculine kind of aura. I, I, yeah, it was talking about internet. Shout out to Cox Energy. Even mm-hmm. though we're, we're in quarantine, you're still trashed. <laughs> This segment's brought to you by Cox Internet. <laughs> the thing is, like, I do stuff on a regular. We didn't get any romance. Motherfucker, please. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I want to tell you the pieces of that that we got. We got masculine. And then we got romance, and then we got motherfucker, please. And I just said, I think that speaks for itself. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I think that that, that was exactly. Good. I was like, about to say, first, I'm toxic. I'm future. Like, you want romance? Motherfucker, go to Usher. You ain't getting that shit. We can go on a trip, but that's going to be regular. Like, romance, what, what's romance? I'm going to take you out to eat. You're going to take me out to eat. That's regular. I'm going to buy you shit. You're gonna buy me shit. I'm not gonna tell you I love you. I can't tell you. you know, I do. We're romance, like the fuck. It's like, oh, I bought you supplies. I have allergies. I'm future. Oh my god. Not usher. I don't want no goddamn flowers. With some chocolates, or you want some any type of food, like. Just surprise I'm sad. I keep chocolate in my drawer. I'm future. <laughs> I don't. I'm not usher. I'm fat. I have my own goddamn chocolates, and I don't like chocolate strawberries. Like even uh, somebody asked me, "What are you doing for Valentine's Day?" Not a motherfucking thing. And I, I call all my situations. Don't you buy me no shit for Valentine's Day. Save that shit for my birthday when I want to go on a trip or something. Like I don't give a shit about that at all. How I, how you keep me interested is you don't do dumb shit. Simple. <laughs> and don't make the sex boring. I'm cheating on you. We're leaving. Yes. She said. She said. Listen. Do you want to be an usher or do you want to be a future? You pick. You pick. You. <laughs> I loved every moment of that. Um. Wait. What was the question? I forgot. I'm thinking <laughs> alive in relationship, I guess, or okay. nice romantic gestures, I guess, we would probably like. I guess probably just, I I guess, 
if you're already doing regular stuff in a relationship, I guess it's mostly just extra. I mean, spouse is nice, but I guess if you have allergies and thinking that's a stupid ass gift, but I guess <laughs> unless you don't give me like a bouquet of like penicillin, I'm good. <laughs> thinking I won't die. I won't use coconuts because my current partner is allergic to coconuts. I won't oh. kill him. Like you think probably just creative things like you know that you're thinking of me oh no i think we lost stewie stewie she'll be back yeah thank you cox internet um, <laughs> they gonna call us and be all like what i need you to do is stop calling me out <laughs> okay but fix your damn internet that's all i'm saying oh my gosh um what do I do to keep a relationship alive? Oh, not absolutely nothing. I myself am a gift. Okay, <laughs> that's what you need to understand. I am a gift, and um, I feel like I. But like I say that, and it's like partially in jest, but also like I do feel like I exert like a lot of effort in my relationships. Now I'm not perfect. Obviously, there will be times where like I'm not gonna like attempt to be with you or engage with you 24 7 because you're an individual person and you need your shit to do right or whatever but like I feel like I put forth like pretty decent effort into my into like a lot of pretty much all my relationships or whatever so I mean what are you doing for me like I'm gonna be like Janet Jackson what have you done for me lately like what have you done for me lately not the other way around like just <laughs> i'm already a freak all right like what are you <laughs> what are you bringing to the table the end and if you tell me you want something i'm probably gonna do my best to make it happen so like what are we don't ask me ask yourself look in the mirror <laughs> there's one right here you look in that mirror and you say to yourself what do i need to do <laughs> No, I felt I miss I miss a good conversation segue. We were I was talking, we I was answering the question and I and I said that I was a gift, right? And so exactly. like, th thank you. Thank you, Stewie. And so I said, why are you asking me how I keep the relationship alive? If you're my partner and you feel like the relationship is not alive, what are you doing wrong? <laughs> valuable. You are the motherfucking gift. Futurism. Future revelations. Revelation, chapter, one, chapter book, nine, book of book of future. That's right. What are what are what are you bringing to the table? I said. I quoted Janet. I said, "What have you done for me lately?" That's all I have to say. That's all I need to say. Kiwi, what do you have to say? Oh, uh, the things that I have done romantically to keep the relationship going. Um, you know, there's like many milestones that that gives you a reason to celebrate and do something special. Like, you don't have to do everything. Like, I have been married for over two years now, so I don't make effort on every occasion, but maybe, like, every once in a while. Hmm. Um, sometimes um, Aaron would, well, he made a plan to write romantic poems hmm. on our anniversary. So, yeah, I'm, like, one day I would like to print it out and turn it into a book as a personal mm -hmm. copy for myself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I like to scrapbook. 
but that's kind of went down the drain because that requires a lot of effort sometimes i like to be crafty i did remember a few years ago i don't remember which year it might have been valentine's day 2018 where i made a pop-up card by hand mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's one example. And the other ways I express my unique love for my spouse is, <laughs> so I made this joke saying, let's play golf. And I know my spouse would freak out because it involves two fingers up the hole. Up the <laughs> let's play golf. I love to control him. That's how I express my love for him. And Listen, then, Kiwi will tell you that like her husband is a troll, but that's not true. She is a troll. She is the troll. It goes both ways. Exactly. The only <laughs> troll that is bigger than that couple is like 50 Cent, the king of the trolls. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only one. So I can um, see more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so my... I probably... oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I'll just list one more. Um, my. Okay. Anyways, besides wondering what the hell my cat's doing, why she's licking my desk. Moving on. Um, my spouse is very. He's tall and skinny, so I would randomly just like pretend that he's a stripper pole. I would just like dance around him. <laughs> Another way of how I express my love for him. I would like, like to. <laughs> yeah, I'll what be like, hey there, stripper pole. Okay, it makes him laugh. So as long as I make him laugh, laughter's the best medicine. So mm -hmm. that's another way to spice things up and keep the relationship going because there's never a dull moment between me and my spouse. Yeah. I mean, I, my two situationships, we, we've all been together for like over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, one situationship I think is closer to 12, the other one is 10. How, I buy you food, I buy you shit. Fuck else. I come, you have my pre presence, I come to you, you see me. Beautiful. Bam. Beautiful. And they always come back. <laughs> no one, and this is an audio medium, so no one can see Stewie's face, but she's like, she's making the like the epitome of like a fuckboy face. Like she's just like, yes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but dude I've, I've even said a couple times oh no i'm toxic like there's been a couple times like the 10 year one you were stuck in a but i wasn't gonna go ahead and leave well no see people trapped me at college college is supposed to be a fun experience i got trapped like orientation week what the fuck <laughs> like that is crazy i was supposed to leave my best future life no here i am in a relationship and shit <laughs> you know a series of monogamous i know same thing with the other one like first year at lsu here you go meet someone it's crazy it's crazy i try to keep the relationship alive by talking and try to spend some time with each other i'm thinking i do i don't see my partners as often as i want to see them but we do talk and communicate, try to get with dates every day and uh, give each other little gifts. And then we do trade off. It's, it's good. We try to make each other laugh. We send stupid memes. Of course, sometimes I do say some jokes that probably may cross a couple lines. But I guess I also understand. Okay, there's some lines we shouldn't cross and that shouldn't be one of them. So, yeah. 
do a lot of things to keep the relationship alive. And I guess probably go goose into sex and relationship. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, before we get there, though, like I would just like to point out that that Kiwi comment where she said that she calls her husband a stripper pole is probably the dirtiest that they have ever been in their lives. Like did, <laughs> she, she. <laughs> Okay, so, my sex life is very vanilla. The way I describe it just makes it sound crazy, but in reality, it's not. It's not. Like, Long live the no. hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. I said, that's probably the only fucking thing I got going for me. Like, I'm kind of chubby. I'm not that cute. I'm fucking mean. No, I'm not romantic. Oh, but you about to have the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you about to have some of the best shit you ever have in your life. You're about to go on a thrill ride. That's why the roller coaster it really is. Like it's I mean, not to see my own harm when you when you're a hoe for a little bit, especially with sorority life, you get to go ahead and pick up a couple tricks. <laughs> but at the same time, you get bored fast, like and then certain things you just can't do. Like, I can't do baby dicks. I'm sorry. Like, I can't. <laughs> no matter how nice you are, if it's a gherkin pickle, you better fucking... In my world, I'm a lesbian. Because it's too small. I can't fuck with it. <laughs> I might as well be a lesbian. But lesbians have better sex than straight people. Especially, uh, I guess, in the case I won't of women. Like, the, some of the people that I uh, had sex with during my sorority life, like, I don't count. Your dick was small. Or the sex was whack. Like, two strokes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, missionary? I don't got time for that shit. She said, I don't count those partners. They asked, like, how many have you had? And she's like, mm, skip sorority. Uh. <laughs> no, it's like, a, it's like spades. Three and a possible. Five and a possible. <laughs> uh, my relationships was like, how come you don't count certain people that went down on you? I was like, because that's not like sex. That's like your fault because you didn't negotiate what the fuck we were going to do before you pulled up. <laughs> I got what I wanted and I took I took my shower. You got to go. Like, I didn't think we were going to fuck. You went down on me. That's your fault. You shouldn't negotiate it that I was going to go down on you. And I don't like doing that crap. So it's your fault. That's right. Your I guess. Fault. How important is sex compatibility in a relationship? Pretty high up there, pretty low down there. I'm thinking very people that say that, that it's not important, it's a fucking lie. Because if the sex is whack, you still love that person, you will cheat on them. <laughs> that is and true. You guys are young. What's up? Why would you waste your good vaginal juices? Ow. And then you guys haven't even been out there, you guys are like innocent and shit. So that's almost like fucking virgin, virginal pussy on some whack shit. That's depressing. You you don't even get an orgasm or nothing out there. You just there like this. Like, no. That's a waste of yeah, that's a waste of your fucking time and a waste of pussy. You're better off just getting you calling them a day. Cause I mean, if you're gonna have sex, that's the man's job. Take her where she wanna go. Just like a woman's job. You take the man to where you wanna go. That shit don't happen. You're gonna cheat eventually. Like it's gonna happen. You're gonna cheat. Smetter times. Wise words. Kiwi, what about you? Okay, so I don't think I properly heard the question because it still attacked me. When yeah, it was, how important is sex in a relationship, like sexual compatibility? And I guess, could it be improved? I guess would be my next question. 
Like, I feel like it is important, but, like, for me, I've always believed in just saving it after marriage because I don't want to get screwed over at the possibility of having a, a kid. Like, it's like, I was at that point in my life where I'm just like, I can't afford to have a child in this world, so I'm just going to wait until after marriage when I'm more of a stable, responsible adult. So I really do believe, this is only on my personal account, that the decision I have made for myself was definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, Texas lacks sex education. We really need that, okay? Oh, girl, don't get me started. We already had this whole argument when we did the political episode, okay? Like, I had a whole rant. But yeah. even if you guys have sex education, like, you can't learn how to suck, fuck, lick, and ride. That is true. That's true. Yeah. Well, at least they'll probably be more open open about birth control. And I guess, what if you are a woman and you don't want dick? What if you want coochie when you want more (laughs) vagina? Okay. So, for example, if you're going to go ahead and be a hoe and embrace her into, I don't, who's like the ultimate hoe? I don't even know. Like superhead. Okay, if you're gonna be Black China, you know about birth control because long live the hoe. You're gonna be fucking with other people. Like you're not trying to get pregnant by every person that you have sex with. Like you're not. Um, and then Belmar's question. It does get better. It does. There was one motherfucker. I legit had the job. Was an engineer. Went to a top 100 school. Had the height. Good looking would fuck over thousands of dollars for me but the sex was horrible like oh my god it was literally the worst sex that i had in my life like to the point where i was like i'm going to go ahead and cheat on you and then a lot of drama happened and i was like go be a hoe have sex with somebody else i can't teach you because my vagina is too good my head is too good for me to just waste my talents on you be a hoe and then come back he did that and it got better. She released him in the wild. She said, go forth. Go yes. train up. Get more EXP points. That's right. Like Pokemon. You go train. And then you come it, back to me. So it can't get better. But with you, like, no. Because you're going to be there. Like, I'm wasting my fucking time and my mileage on this vagina. Not mileage. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like a car. You put miles on it. Like, uh-uh. You ain't got time for that. Be selective about the driver. No, but I was conned because the driver pulled up in a fucking Escalade and I was like, eh, okay, Escalade. We about to have fun. But the Escalade was a fucking lemon. It kept on sputtering. Just awkward fucking movements. And I'm like, he said what? that engine, that engine didn't work the right way. No, like if you're a dude, you gotta, two things you have to do, especially after a certain age. So I think after the age of 25, especially if you're sexually active, that's a star I put on there. You have to learn how to fuck. That means your stroke can't be like geezer, not no rhythm, no nothing. Like you can't even have sexy music because you have no rhythm. Like that's weird. And then two, you have to learn how to eat pussy if you're a dude. Sorry. There's no such thing as like being past a certain age and saying, oh, I don't do that. Motherfucker, you better pucker. You better learn. <laughs> And if you don't know how to do it, that shit is like a gynecological exam. No woman has time for that. I wouldn't, so it's like you gotta 
practice on an apricot or do something. But it can get better because I was surprised. Like, seriously, it went from I'm just going to take a nap to, okay, wow. The Escalade got that new engine and it was purring and you said, okay. We're here. Escalade can car wash and everything. I said, oh, this is nice. Look at you being the total package. <laughs> Put a fucking six-figure job benefits and shit. <laughs> Bought me a house. <laughs> and now you learn how to do other stuff. I was like, oh, this is good. Yes, yes. Good one. Oh my. Okay. I do agree. Sex can be better. Can be learned different ways. Build up technique. <laughs> Please <Doesn't> elaborate. <laughs> yes. Also, good. building up stamina. Ah, stamina. Cannot speak. Okay. Yes, you could build up stamina. Like exercise a little bit more. So, like go jogging. So you can go in different positions. Probably pick up yoga to get more flexible. I mean, I probably need to pick up yoga because I cramp. You I have as to. Don't have to do that much. You can just do Kegels. <laughs> Damn. As long as you know how to grip, realistically, that's all you have to do. Well, you know, I'm cute and I'm thick, so I work with what I have. True words. Never been spoken. Um, In open relationships. Open really Are we are we into them? Is that what we're asking? I'm thinking, I guess, are you into them for your partner that you would say, I want an open relationship? Would you be open to that? Yes or no? <laughs> I do. Oh, well, yes. The future, the mini, the female future down here said yes. Um <laughs> I we talked about this so this is the first ever this is the first ever topic we actually talked about on our podcast like years ago and yeah. my like opinion is still the same we started this podcast in 2017 and it's 2021 and I'm still like no I'm not gonna be in an open relationship I mean what if you like negotiate the rules if we have an open relationship no. like, not at the- listen I'm gonna tell you what I'm, I'm gonna I'd be willing to do okay I would be willing to potentially like if I was in a relationship I would potentially have a threesome maybe once or twice and but that would have to be with somebody I like we both vetted like thoroughly and like I knew you were never gonna come back like you just wanted to do one time for your birthday or something and then you were just like okay bye like I never I just wanted to know what it would be like and like okay bam bye like but like yeah but with an extra guy extra girl it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter. I said twice so I could have one of each. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, because I have hold a lot on. of my friends I in think LGBT you need to, Hold on. I think you need to define what's the difference between open relationship and no strings attached. Because to me, open relationship, I don't think I do, but no strings attached, like, fuck, I'm future. I do that all the time. Like, that's what I do. Because fuck feelings. I don't want to know about your mom. I don't, like, care. I um, so from what I've like, I mean, there's a lot of different types of open relationships you can have. You can be a, a couple, like two people who um, like both of you, like one or both of you is like willing to let like the other go out and like have the specific, so maybe like they can date other people, just strictly date. Like you can let other people take you out or they can have sex with other people, like strictly that, like, okay, cool. Um, and then there's some people who like, they'll be in multiple relationships. Like, I think I read this article the other day where a girl said that she was, um, what's the, I don't remember. The Polyamorous? 
like I it's like a form of polyamory like but she had like two boyfriends and both those boyfriends were fine with her also dating other people see I I I don't think I can do that I'm just I'm pretty sure I'm emotionally unavailable I can't do open relationships but I can do some situations like we okay we just you know have sex and call today call you when I need you we don't go out I mean we might go ahead and get food but for the most part we it's just strictly dickly (laughs) (laughs) no strings attached so I'm just thinking going to fancy hotels like hey get in and get out (laughs) exactly like I don't like Fat Kappa, you know about Fat Kappa. Yeah. Never been in a relationship. He wanted to take it to a relationship. I'm like, dude, I'm toxic. Like, I can't fucking do it. No. You're an asshole. Like, what can I get? And I was like, no strings to have sex. Like, you just, you know, eat the monkey because I can't have sex with you because your dick is small. <laughs> and then saw that a day. And he was fine with that. So I'm like, stuff like that, okay. But like, I think relation relationships are hard, especially being millennial. Like, how do you do an open relationship? Yeah, I guess you have to like sit down and kind of like read the terms of agreement. Like, okay, let's get this long ass legal document. Thinking you can do this, you can do that. I just think you need a lot of open communication for that to work. Yeah, like most the key to most open relationships from what I've seen and read and heard or whatever is that they literally have to tell each other everything or it's not going to work because the moment uh, I think a lot of people will go into open relationships thinking that okay I'm totally fine with my partner having like sex with somebody else it's cool but then like they'll have sex with someone else and not tell the other person and they'll get super mad and it's like well like so it's like it's a I think it's for certain people like that's what I'll say I think for certain people who don't want monogamy, like they can't see themselves being with some one person for like the rest of their life, but they still want all of the like romantic shit that's tied with a relationship. Like, I want you to take me out. I want you to ask me about my day. I want you to hold my hand. I want you to do this. Like I want that kind of thing. Like, I think that's for those types of people, but I'm not one of like, I'm possessive. I'm possessive of Bell Mars. Like, let's be clear. Not even my romantic partner, but like, like her other, if her other friends take up too much attention, I'll be like, hey, hey, she's mine. She's mine first. Do you understand? Look at me. Look at me. I'll kill you. I I, I'm a possessive person. Like I can't, I can't, I can't have my partner going out and being like, and also like as a person, my, I don't, I can't see myself like. I can I I can be attracted to other people. I would admit that I can look at other people and be like, "His ass, nice." But like, I won't ever do anything about it. I'll just be like, "So nice to look at." Okay, bye. Like, that's yeah. just I'm not the type of person. <laughs> and if we can't both do it, then we not doing it. Like, let me let me clear on that. Like, just because you want to go out, oh, then you better break up with me because we're not gonna be a couple. Like, just <laughs> fuck you mean. Yes, I guess that also goes with cheating relationship. I'm thinking, where do you draw the line? Some people say there's emotional cheating where you connect with people emotionally. Is that cheating? Or is it more just purely physical that counts the line as cheating? Because, you know, a lot of people defend the line differently. Mm-hmm. Kiwi, I don't think Kiwi didn't answer the last question. Would you, would you, <laughs> would you and A.A. Ron ever like have an open relationship? And then also you can define and she's shaking her head no no one can see but like she but what where do you define cheating as far as um 
relationships, you can go ahead and answer both those questions at the same time. Highest all. Anyways, um, so first of all, like open relationship, that's not something that any of us can do because um, I'm possessive as well when it comes to the relationships that I have cultivated, whether it's friendship or if it's my family and even my spouse. So that's just the kind of person I am for one thing. And then how I define cheating, it's just like if you break my, like I do believe in the marriage vows that I have set up for, you know, like if you break them and you want to start anew with somebody else, that's going to break my heart because in a way you're not just breaking my heart, but emotionally, physically, it's just like all that time and effort I put in that I've spent time with him. It's like, if I see someone like cheat on me or find clues of cheating on me for somebody else, it's just like, in my words, it's just, if you are sick and tired of me, you need to communicate. Like any relationship you need to be in, if you wanna be in a good one, communication is definitely key for one thing. But if you're sick and tired of me, and like if we went through many ways of trying to make our relationship work on how to stay loyal and love each other, or whatever problems that are getting in the way, we need to work them out first, whether it has to be through marriage counseling or something else. But if, if one of us are still unhappy, then we would have to look into like divorcing for mm. one thing. And I don't know if it's even possible to have classify as like an annulment in the church because with the Catholic church, in their point of view of like how to get that to work, you have to provide some kind of proof that even during the beginning of the whole marriage prep, you have to find some kind of proof. I don't know if it's necessarily concrete evidence, but something like, let's say you never believe that the start of this marriage would have worked, you were always unhappy, maybe the church will recognize that as something that they can annul. Cause like I have seen like some of the people I met from the Catholic Newman Center when I used to attend University of Houston, like I knew two people whose parents were married through the Catholic church, but some things didn't work out. Like I didn't go, well, I didn't know the full details of why their parents divorced. I just knew the process of like how you have to go through it when in the Catholic church perspective yeah basically to me it's just like another easy way of like the church to like remove it out of their system and to see it as a divorce but for whatever reason it may be it may provide the divorce they another chance to get married again with the catholic church maybe mm-hmm. but for me it's just like if you break these vows it no longer becomes meaningful just because of somebody else that you find fulfillment. I just hope it, that other person's not a rebound. Oh. <laughs> I, I think that cheating can go two ways though. Cause I've been cheated on where I'm like, ooh, tears, find out on my birthday. And then I've been full of shit, but with that being full of shit, 
I've always communicated my needs aren't being met. My needs aren't being met. There's some people that have attachment issues that really won't leave a situation, even though you're like, hey, this shit ain't working. I want to go ahead and leave. No, let's work it out. No, let's work it out. No, after a certain period of time, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to go ahead and do. And that's either move on um, physically or move on emotionally. You can't hold somebody hostage and then like label them as like, oh, you, you cheated. No, I told you I wanted out of this shit. You just kept on trying to hold on. So if you want to go ahead and label that cheating, you can go ahead and label that cheating. I don't feel bad about that because I told you I want to leave you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I agree in that same vein where it's like, okay, most people cheat when their needs are not being met, thinking, okay, I'm not satisfying you emotionally or physically, probably communicate that because I'm thinking, okay, relationship has its ups and its downs. So thinking, probably communicate that if we have any issues, if you want to work on it, probably work on it now. And I guess on my side, I'm thinking if my needs are not being met, I'll probably let my partner know. So, I mean, it would suck being cheated on or I'm cheating, but I'm thinking, yeah, that communication needs to be there in a relationship. Here's the thing about cheating. Cheating reactions always come in two different ways. It's different when somebody tells you, hey, I'll fuck with somebody else versus you finding out. Mm, I think you telling me, I can handle that better. Me finding out, oh, you about to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've made this pretty like apparent on the podcast before, but like cheating is like a no-go for me. Like, I mean, I've seen like a lot of like relationships or whatever, like on media or like in my own life where people will just kind of be like, oh, you cheated on me. I'll give you another chance or whatever. Like um, there's like several couples that is like a man has like cheated multiple times or women has just cheated multiple times. And it's just kind of like, oh, I'll still. And it's just I'm like, I get like I always say I'm like, I guess I'm just not in the space to understand because all it takes is one time you do it one time. I'm leaving in the middle of the night. I'm going to leave like a ghost. You're going to wonder, was she even real? Did we have a relationship? Just, there ain't nothing in here that looks like her in, in this house. Like, I was she here? I don't know. Like, because that's like I mean I know earlier I said one of my my number one deal breaker was um was that like not good communication like bad conversationalist but like you cheat on me that's it like we're not talking about it either like especially if I find out oh no like we're I'm not gonna talk to you about it I'm not gonna let you explain yourself maybe later when I've cooled off but like after no I'm leaving you're never gonna see me again you can call me maybe, and then I'm going to block you if your reason is not, I mean, I don't know if there is a good enough reason, honestly, if you didn't let me know that you weren't, you know, getting your needs met or whatever. Um, But like, you're not, you're not getting a chance to explain yourself like that thoroughly and getting me back at the same time. Not at this point in my life. No, like, because there ain't no way. And like, like I said, like, I feel like I, but I, I would have to be like high and drunk to cheat on somebody. Like, I'm just make that clear right now. Like I would have to be out of my mind to like, and I thought it was you probably like the, my partner for me to cheat. But like, it just wouldn't happen. So I would, I would literally break up with you before I cheated on you. I'd be like, Oh, sorry. We weird. We can't be together anymore. I'm, I like this other person or I can't see it happening. It's not working. So uh, just cheating is a, a no go for me. And then as far as like defining it, 
obviously like physically cheating like sexually like engaging in a sexual act with somebody for me is like like definitely like we're never gonna speak again but I mean emotionally cheating is kind of different and difficult but it still like hurts in a sense especially if you know you're there's no communication there as to like why it happened so like for an example I think I saw on like Oprah has this show on the own network called like Black Love or whatever I don't know if y'all ever heard of it but like there was this couple on there and the wife had cancer and she like emotionally cheated on her husband uh with this other dude like she was telling this other guy like all sorts of stuff about her life and her treatments and all of this stuff that she wasn't telling her husband and like I was just kind of like well obviously I feel bad for that man because it's just kind of like you you didn't tell him any of these things it's not like you told him and then he kind of did nothing about it it's like you basically bypassed him altogether and treated this man like he was essentially your husband without the sex so I mean I don't know how I'd react in that instance but I still feel like that's very like we would have to there would have to be some major counseling and then also like I I don't know I may go as far as to be like you can never talk to this person again because I know that they want you and I know at one point you wanted them so like it's just kind of like uh but yeah let me chime in on the millennials that have kids Mm -hmm. even if you have a situation where you have somebody cheating on them you can't x them out your life you're still gonna have to be positive for the kids there's been Mm -hmm. situations even with my baby daddy I cheated he cheated we all cheated um I just probably cheated better but you still have to have that open line of communication you still have to go ahead and save face especially for the kids because you know realistically they can't grow up in a toxic environment because y'all are fucked up you still have to go and kind of keep it positive for the kids and then sometimes you might try to try back again even though they're might be cheating why it's for the kids yeah the kids are the future they come first that's fair and I, I mean, like anybody that manages to make it work, like I applaud you and just for me, like personally, I can't see myself doing it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And, and let's, let's be real. Like, okay, let's say there is forgiveness and everything. Realistically mm-hmm. cheating occurs because there's a fundamental piece missing in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So even if you try to make it work, that piece is never going to get built. Yeah. So you're just delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. You're, even if you don't cheat again, you're going to break up because that person is not meeting all your needs yeah that's a good point okay Bowhorns, did you have a follow-up question or is it well i guess this one i i saw inspired by insecure because it was come from the topic with ease was talking with the brother like should you ever like date someone for their potential like okay mm-hmm. eventually down the line they may be better or eventually down the line they may get that job versus um and that kind of like someone might meet the fruits of your labor and thinking, is there going to be jealousy there? Because the case is like Issa was dating this guy, Lawrence. Um, he was kind of like that broke dude, depressed around the house. But then all of a sudden they broke up because she cheated on him. But then later down the line, he got his life together. Like he got that good high paying job. And now he's with another woman. She kind of feel like, okay, this person's getting the fruits of my labor. I got mm. like the broke potential guy. And then now this person's now all that fruits of labor now he's freshly bloomed so i'm guessing kind of she date for that potential versus just kind of like meet them where they're at because i'm thinking well because for me i think it's important where you are now like are they emotional like do they have goals 
mm-hmm. um, that they, they had like ways of achieving that goal. Cause with my current partner, um, he was really not balling because he was working at a bookstore. I was between jobs. And of course I drive in that relationship. I mean, now we're a little bit better off because now he has a car, he has a good job now. So I'm thinking probably avoid dating the potential. I'm thinking probably if they had like ways to get that goal to, I guess they have a vision for the future and ways to get to that vision of the future that we should date towards hmm. or feel like a good foundation going forward. Yeah, that's a good point. I would I would agree with that. Um, I I would like to think of myself as somebody who doesn't like judge based on the kind of type of job you have, but I am the kind of person that does kind of try to think in respect to um, like what a like how a man is going to react. So like if I date a guy and like I make more than him, that's not a problem for me personally. Like I don't really care about that, but are you going to care about it down the line even though like at this point you're saying, "Oh, I don't." Like are you going to are you going to get a better job? Are you going to stay? Are you happy where you're at? Are you going to be okay with the fact that hey, like I got you uh, an Apple Watch for Christmas and all you got me was a spiral notebook? Are you going to be okay with like those kind of discrepancies or something? Or are you going to be okay with you know like um that I may make like I'm 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 an aspiring person like I want more and you're you're not like the so I try to date people who are ambitious and who like have like concrete proof behind that ambition so it's like I want to own my own business so I'm going back to school to get a business degree or I want to you know I don't know like I want to be CEO of this company and I was just made manager like you know or something like or they're working towards like you know what I'm saying I want to be certified in this so I'm taking classes right now to do that like you know what I'm saying so um I like I like that like I like what you were saying like ambitious like I like ambition because I am ambition like I feel like I'm ambitious so I like I we need to be on the same page as far as like ambition wise like because I want to do like I have a purpose and I'm purpose driven are you also purpose driven like what what's behind your your drive so yeah I would agree don't date for potential date for ambition with receipts (laughs) (laughs) Stewie Kiwi what about y'all um I would just probably echo that um you never go ahead and date potential that's great that you have goals um, but you really can't do anything with your dreams. Um, and then another thing is probably just being equally yoked. So either you need to be equally equally yoked for like three things. Number one, either education. That's a big thing. If you're not equally yoked in that, then you go ahead and look at careers. Then if you're not equally yoked at that, when you're thinking about ambition, it's also having that, um, that, I guess the receipts or the trail of success. That's great that you have ambition, but you need to have some type of track record of actually accomplishing your goals. Because if you ask any person, they have goals, but do you actually accomplish that? Do you have like a five year or even two year plan where I can go ahead and look back at your life and say, you did this, 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 where you're showing me that you have that track record. And so even when you're thinking about the Lauren situation, you know, I've been in that situation. That's Mm -hmm. great. That's too much time because really what Issa did was take care of a grown-ass fucking man. 
who didn't get his shit together. He only got his shit together, not because of her, it's because he was forced to get his shit together. So it almost puts her in a situation where, you know, she should have like took his security blanket away. Because like, essentially she was dating a grown ass fucking baby. (laughs) So I think that's like really what it comes down to was like at some point, even if you're not equally yoked, in the same areas, you have to be equally yoked somewhere. Exactly. You have to have the same vision somewhere. So, yeah, fuck potential. Everybody got dreams. <laughs> That's true. It's like, how do you execute that as long as they know what they're doing wisely? And plus, you don't want to be stuck with somebody that just keeps changing their mind to do this, that, that, that. It's like, how the hell do you not know what you want to do if you keep changing? It's fine to have a backup plan but if it's just gonna be this constantly switching back and forth being indecisive that's gonna drive me crazy for sure yeah yeah it's it really is important to have a concrete plan and it's also about having that passion it's not just always seeking oh is this just for the money because if it's just for the money more likely you're gonna be miserable probably Mm. Like, it's possible to have both. That would be great. But how many people in the world truly has that? It's probably rare, I would assume. But I don't know the true statistics behind that. In the end of the day, you still need to go what you want to do as long as you are set to do it and execute it. And don't keep changing your mind. And also make sure it's something that you truly love. Mm-hmm, you know, okay. like I love ambition, but you need to physically show it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, like my spouse is going back to school. Like he already has his master's in creative writing. He did teach what is called the JET program, the Japanese English teaching thing in Japan for a few years, but he moved back to Canada. Um, there's like personal reasons that I don't want to go into but the other reason that I can't explain is I can't see a life in Japan because I would have to learn a whole new language and the education that I received back in the states would not translate well for me <laughs> no <laughs> um so anyways no pun intended language wise but I th- the credentials I think it is. yeah oh I think the other big kind of elephant in the room, especially when you're black and dating, is I think the social expectations for women or even just minority in general, because most minority women outpace males in education, outpace males in earning. So there's this expectation that you're supposed to go ahead and deal with potential. Fuck that shit. He doesn't have it fucking together. Why are you like, why is there the societal expectation that you're supposed to go ahead and deal with somebody that's trying to figure it out? and not just deal with somebody it's like you need to help him get to where he goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm so sick of like all of these like women being like I raised my man to be up I'm sorry is he your child or your or your husband which is it because I thought I was only have to raise the things that came out of my body, not that came out of somebody else's like womb. That's like the last time I checked. So it's one thing like, yes, to be all like emotionally supportive, like 
you know, be all like, yes, you can do this. Great. Like, it's another thing to be all like, why do you keep borrowing $500 from me? Why do you care? (laughs) Even like with with Kiwi, when you're talking about your husband going back to school, okay, there's a financial hit that's going to happen. There's a difference for that versus I have a job as a rapper on selling fucking (laughs) t-shirts. Right? Like, it's like, how are you supposed to support that? Yeah, I mean, there is a difference between like, okay, I'm going to school to be a doctor. And of course, I may not be balling right now. So we're gonna be going to McDonald's and having picnics for days versus just I'm trying to be a rapper. I got SoundCloud. And um, could you come with me $50? So I can make a mixtape. And then realistically, there comes a certain age with the male, or even a person in general, you have to have your shit together. Like, you can't be 40 just now trying to figure out what the fuck you're going to do when you go to school. Like, that means you're not going to begin your career really until you like you're 45. That's fucking crazy. Like, there is an age limit. Like, let's be realistic. People lie when they're like, oh, age isn't a factor. It's never too late. No, nah, motherfucker, it is. You can't be an intern. You can't be an intern at fucking Google at 45. <laughs> The way you said it, no. <laughs> the way she said 45 for me. I mean, it is uh, true because uh, a lot of people Belmars, love it. Belmars has heard this conversation when we were talking about our sister with the husband. He was 40 about to graduate from fucking college with a bachelor's. Oh, I remember that story. Oh my gosh. Oh, my. oh I'm gonna go and get my master's. No, the fuck you're not, motherfucker. Especially if you're gonna take care of my sister. You're gonna get a job. You can't be 45 just entering the goddamn workplace that's work like that then you're applying to jobs i have two years of work experience you're 50 you're fucking 50 lie he also won his phd i'm not sure if he still wants to go for it uh i, I think I, I i talked him out of that he's like you don't understand asian culture no nah, motherfucker i understand age culture you can't be 40 just now starting a phd that doesn't work like that no you can't then how are you going to explain your work history how are you going to buy a house how are you going to do all this like adult milestones i would think like were you in jail for your <laughs> 20s 30s were you kidnapped in a cult like were what you the in fuck heaven were you today? doing you barely escaped. I know. God <laughs> came back alive like Lazarus. I was there for 10 years. That's right. In my Nikes, in my jumpsuit. And with my hair shaved, and then I got chopped my balls off because, you know, alien Jesus. I mean, I'm leaving my human vehicle as I go to another plane of existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gracious. A-, a follow-up question I actually have to this. Like, in relationships, what gender roles do you generally not subscribe to? So you're just like, who cares about that? I don't well, know. I guess first shout out to my LBGT um, brothers and sisters who don't have to do with gender roles in relationship where it's just like, okay, cooking is not a man or woman's job. It's for people that want to eat. That's right. So, and I guess kind of like now as millennials i think we're kind of like don't always prescribe to like gender roles like okay like i talk with my partner thinking if we ever have kids down the line he stays home more than me since he's in it mm-hmm. so he can probably handle like raising the kids well you know i'm more in the safety field where i have to be on site so i'm just thinking 
food is really for people that want to eat and especially with my dad thinking okay I'm going to teach both your brother and you how to like look up a car so it's therefore it's not really just that along gender line so I think probably like chores is by both people like okay we both wear clothes or we both can do the laundry or we have a house we're both wanting to cut the lawn so I'm just thinking just it's important that both people know it in this day and age it's not always just slice down man's job woman's job mm-hmm. yeah definitely kiwi stewie what about y'all uh well this isn't related to my personal experience but i've always believed that it like given our generation it's like fuck me tradition in certain senses like you can't make all the women like do all the household chores naturally i just like to wash dishes that's just me i know i'm weird I like to vacuum too. That's just me. I just like to find, make cleaning fun and organizing things, all things to Marie Kondo. (laughs) But anyways, it's like, I think, you know, it's like an essential life skill to cook, clean, do basic tours around the house. I think it doesn't matter what your gender role is. You just need to learn to be a grown ass adult. That's the main fundamental thing for me at least and you know a funny story that I've encountered last night like you've heard the term alt-right remember like oh my gosh the whole traditionalism where the man be so manly and the women should not seek careers they should just find purpose in running the family unit, take care of the house, be a full-time homemaker while relying on their spouse's income. That doesn't work that way in today's age. Not everyone's fortunate to live that kind of lifestyle. So that's one article. I didn't know it was also a documentary. The journalist writes for The Atlantic and he's been following like these three prominent figures for I think a good three to four years. One is Richard Spencer, but I don't care about him. The Uh other person, I can't remember, but the third person is a girl, Lauren Southern. So there was this one scene in the documentary that was mentioned in the article. I haven't seen the documentary because I don't give a shit about that, but I thought it pointed out like such stupidity where like Lauren Southern at the time, back in 2017, was dating this guy named George Hutchinson that runs this organization called Western Civilization or something, you know, and unfortunately, universities can't fight against, like, freedom of expression, in a sense, so that's why he was able to market it in a way that's more catered towards white supremacists slash nationalists. So he agrees to go on a date to eat out somewhere with Lauren Southern. Lauren, she's more like a troll in a sense because she doesn't always follow everything that the alt-right Mel believes about the women's place. Mm -hmm. She wants to have a career in some sense, you know? Like, she is just known to fuck around with other people's thoughts about what it means to be a Trump supporter and what it means to bring the European Western values. But so the main pivotal point when they were dating, 
at the dinner scene was George Hutchinson was super duper picky about the places he eats because he refuses to eat non-colored I mean, he refuses to see anything that's people of color food related. Oh. And he, so he everything. Mentioned- so no spice. Yeah. So everything. Yeah. Like, let me, yeah. let's be clear. Like we, like we made most of the great food like in the world. <laughs> that's weird. That shit is weird. But I'll go yeah. on. I'm sorry. It was, he, he just says, ketchup was originated from China and Lauren doesn't seem to care like she kind of like in the article she was just tending him saying sardonically oh here's this red sauce does that taste European he's like yep and then whenever she was talking about how she wants to be like some kind of film creator or something related to that the news reporter stated that George Hutchinson's reaction was like he didn't look comfortable etc he said like men were meant for war um I don't remember what exactly he said about the women I think they have to like stay at home take care of the family or something or something related to that but I could be misquoting that part that whole thing I thought was just dumb seriously so fuck gender roles that's right well no Here's the thing about that. Shout out to Black History Month. Yes. When you say gender roles, what type of gender roles do you mean? Because if you're talking about like white women gender roles, no, I'm not going to go ahead and describe to that. Like um, I'm pretty very masculine in energy. Maybe it's me being the oldest child. It's my way or the motherfucking highway. I really don't care if you don't want to follow it. Make my own money. But when you're looking at it through different lenses, no, then technically I'm following the typical plight of Black women because we're like the only subsection of the American population that never had a, was never allowed to stay at home. Since day one, we came into this country, we've been working. There was no really division of labor. Like, it was like, male Black people, I'm gonna have your motherfucking ass in the fields. Hey, females, I don't give a fuck. Put your ass in the fields too. So... And even after slavery was over, who did the domestic work? They didn't get to really take care of their own child. They were taking care of like rich white people's kids. So when you're talking about gender roles, if you're talking about like normal, well, I guess mainstream white female roles, and no, I don't follow that. But at the same time, if you're talking about like the genesis of my ancestors, then yeah, I'm probably following the same type of gender roles where I'm able to go ahead and do typical male duties with ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing, I guess, like even with the black community, because of slavery, because of like the way that white supremacy has acted, like we're more matriarchal. Right. Like most families are ran by like, you know, big mama and all this other stuff. So that's kind of how it is. Like, I do make the major decisions with money. I do make the major decisions about what the fuck we're going to do as far as like planning for the kids or uh, just even planning for the household. Well, the major purchases always go through me. Regardless of the situation, I get a text, even if I'm at work. I'm about to buy a dishwasher. Let me see the picture. Based on the- <laughs> Send me the invoice. It ain't even my money. It's not even me, my but I'm approving it. 
Yes. Like that's that that's how that's gonna go ahead and work. And um, so household and I, chores, I'm guessing that's delegated by you. I'm thinking your situation think like, okay, who cooks, who cleans, and fixes the car. Yeah, that's a chore chart. And probably also because I'm a, like I'm very type A, like we need to have a plan. So yeah, it is delegated by me. And there's some shit I'm not gonna do. Fuck dishes. <laughs> that's how you said Kiwi, when you said dishes, I said, fuck that. I have stacks of styrofoam bowls, plates. Knives, <laughs> everything you need to eat. There's a plastic. If there was a styrofoam or a metal disposable pan, I'm gonna buy that bitch too. <laughs> fuck dishes. And sometimes when baking comes along, oh no, I don't use my real pans. Like I don't want to wash. Throw that shit said, that's for show. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you see my corning wear? Yes. Yeah, I went yeah. to the dollar store and got these little pie tins. It's what the fuck I'm about to really cook in. Um, but yeah, that really is dictated. And then even the way that I'm kind of raising my daughter, like, uh, I tell her, I, I, I guess there, there is that fear that I have. I don't want her to be taken advantage of a man and I want her to be able to do everything for herself, whether it's like changing your tire, um, the like doing laundry, like I don't want, or even if she's into women, mm-hmm. I don't want her to be like taking advantage Bitch. of anybody. Like you have to be able to do everything for yourself like Mm -hmm. pretend a zombie apocalypse was happening you have to be able to survive Mm -hmm. right we're gonna shoot a gun get your own meat from (laughs) here and it's kind of sad too because even like the fluidity of gender roles because i am the boss i just choose to not do shit i don't like like even when my daughter was born i did not change diapers fuck that Well, then to get us the older sibling, you already changed all of our day. <laughs> yeah, I she retired. Said, she said, no more of that. Fair. Nope. And yep. people are like, oh, yeah, you changed the baby's diaper? I surely did not. That's what her dad was for. Yeah. I mean, there's a saying I saw on Black Twitter that old, older kids, like the oldest kids don't want kids because they already take care of someone else's kids. See, that's the case of white supremacy. I'm going to tell you something Bro- right now, though. When it comes to my eldest brother, that's not true. He did not take care of me, especially me. He did not. Big Head wanted nothing to do with me. In fact, he's only wanted something to do with me like the last 10 years. Like, no, not even the last 10 years. Maybe when I got out of like, when I was in the middle of college, like that's when he really started like engaging with me. But before that, no, no, nothing. He's like, when they made that they're probably thinking of like the 70 some odd percent of black little babies born in single parent homes because you wind up being pseudo parents because your mom ain't married she's trying to get her shit together and realistically she's broken but um as far as gender roles like I I think the only ones that I'm kind of like the only ones that I'm kind of okay with are like you propose to me. <laughs> yep. If you're especially if you're a man. Now, like if I end up with a woman, like maybe something different will happen. But like you're a man, you propose to me. Okay. Not doing it. Not getting <laughs> not getting on my knees proposing to you. No. And also like you pay for the first date. At least. Cause like I'm like you But even if it's not under roll, like you can't my time is valuable it's true yeah Mm -hmm. like hello pull out that wallet like (laughs) 
what I'm saying. I'm not, and I'm not like, a, I'm not a person that's like, um, you know, the five love languages. I'm not a receiving gifts person. In fact, it's on the bottom of my freaking, like, I have a one. What? That, the like, one. I'm She's like, like the- <laughs> she said, that's my favorite. No, I'm not. Like, I don't like, <sighs> like, I don't like receiving gifts like that. I'm just kind of like, Mwah. thank you. Like, but like, it's not the first thing that I want or whatever. But like, I still am just kind of like, if you're not willing to at least pay for a first date, then what are we doing? Are you interested in, are you really interested in me? Like, that's I'm saying. So those are like really the main two that I subscribe to. Everything else, I'm kind of like, you know, like, fuck it. Like, if you want to wear a dress, like, cool, I don't care. And you're still a man, that's fine. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, when you're talking about, like, intricacies, I was like, you better not come to me talking about feelings. You know I don't have feelings. So don't, you don't tell me I love you. I'm going to be quick to be like, bitch. <laughs> the fuck you coming to me with that bullshit bitch ass motherfucker I hate you <laughs> I'm the exact opposite tell me all your feelings <laughs> all of them you don't tell me you love me cuddle with me like like here <laughs> you know that song by Miguel like I don't want to be loved mm-hmm. my sorority sisters was like that's your theme song I said yeah fuck kisses and hook don't kiss me in the mouth i don't love you like that <laughs> you treat your man it's like business. he's a dog like a dog like hey that dog can't lick me on the face he is jerk no, it's, <laughs> it's like you know like in the words of sleep dog we don't love them hoes like <laughs> i gotta kiss you is it your birthday i'll kiss you on your birthday in the face no i'm kissing um, you on your face cheek. on the but, like, forehead no motherfucker don't touch me not is even on the forehead time? like bell mars is no. bad day no. no is it no it, are you dying not are you dying then no don't touch me i don't want to fucking touch you leave me alone i don't touch you you don't touch me is it nasty time <laughs> and even then i'm not gonna fucking kiss you like it, it's gonna look like some shit on pornhub.com but i ain't gonna do affection like making love she said affection <laughs> so i guess we know where your love languages are i guess right. gifts but not words, words, is and gifts. words and gifts just like you don't you don't kiss me I, i've had that plenty of times with people that's all i'm like that's young future where people have like try to tell me that and this is where i guess the cheating question came in because it's like when people telling like when you're telling your needs and somebody does not reciprocate that's on you you can leave the relationship because there's been plenty of times that people have told me oh you're not affectionate and you don't kiss and you don't tell me I love you and I was like and I don't give a fuck this is what you're going to get if you don't like this shit you can leave that's probably my catchphrase you don't like it you leave leave (laughs) leave and if you choose to stay, you're just going to have to deal with it. Like, I'm going to tell you I love you in different ways. Like, I'm going to buy you shit. Most dudes have fucked up fashion sense. Some dudes wear, a lot of dudes wear fucked up underwear. Like, I bought you name Barry Charles. Here you go. I love you. That's her. I love you. I love I took you. you to, I took you to Fago to Chow. This shit's expensive. I took you to Ruth Chris. There you go. Ruth Chris is not. It is. Except the last time I took somebody for their birthday. Motherfucker act is stupid. So, they almost... Chris? Oh, no, yeah. 
I, I don't even know what to get on the menu. And I literally, like, my eye pop. And that's when you're going to get, fuck you, bitch. Can't you take your own grateful ass any fucking wear. Wrap this shit up. We're done. We're, We're done. done. We're leaving. Dumb bitch. Yeah, bitch, bitch is my favorite word, especially if I did. I, I have been told by some people, like, why the fuck do you call me that? That's where gender roles come in. Most people only say it to females. Well, fuck, you're acting like one. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Yes. Call you on. It's a good it's word. It's my it's favorite gender. word. Bitch. Use this noun word. Bitch. But yeah, it's I mean that's that's important. That's a good point. Like your love languages do. I mean, like the love languages are like they're that man made them to make money, obviously. Let's not lie. But like they do make sense. I mean, like so we can tell that Stewie, like, physical touch is, like, way at the bottom of her, like, list. She's like, no. <laughs> Mine's is at the middle, actually. Mm, what's your top? Uh, quality time. Quality time. And then words of affirmation is right under that. Oh, my mine's two- just one to one. Words of affirmation is my number one. Yeah. My bottom words two are. Affirm- your number two? Yeah, yes. my bottom two are actually. Yes. You love it. Words of like acts of service and like 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 receiving gifts are like my bottom two because I'm just like don't help me. Why? What do you want? <laughs> well, that's for the mill. It gets this kind of nice. Like okay, here I help. I did the dishes for you, or I did. Let's say I help. I can help you take down your hair. I'm thinking that's sweet of you. Love you for that. I, that's great and all, but also at the same time, I'm like, what do you want from me in return? <laughs> what are you you're doing why do you think i'm incapable of doing it myself you're insulting me <laughs> yeah so i guess kind of like different love like it's very important in relationships i'm guessing it's important i guess those interested probably learn to take the test so you can learn how you get love better or yeah. express love yeah. well you know i think give I, I when i took my test actually words of affirmation was number one because maybe because I'm highly analytical I'm like well, what did you mean by that word that's not the definition so I've done that several times during this podcast she's like you English major people with your writing abilities when you- I know see <laughs> that's like technical market the kids that I teach get pissed off with that shit I'm like hold on hold on let's pause the class what do you mean when you say this word let's look at the definition let's look at your meeting like come on let's let's go over words um the people that have like dated me have been like, you're fucking crazy with that shit. I just said this. I'm like, that's not what the definition is. What do you mean? What's the context? So using a noun or a verb. So the words are really important. But like, even when you're, I think even when you're looking at that test, you have to be careful when you're looking at your strengths of people overdoing it. Yeah. Because even though that might be like the thing that you like, like, are you going to reciprocate that the same if they're like kind of extra with it? Yeah, kind of like can't we just like love bomb someone like, oh, you like gifts? We go buy you a bunch of gifts, or like words when you say I love you a bunch of times, and just text it to you. Yeah, it starts to lose meaning. Like again, like my top is quality time, but I don't want to spend all the time in the world with you. Like right. I also would like you to get away from me, <laughs> go away, go do something else. So when you come back. I can appreciate the time that you were away from me. I can be like, oh, you have something to share. It's show yeah. and tell time. Yes, tell me. Yes, as an ambivert, I do like time by myself. That's right. As, as an ambivert, I too have an ambivert. 
quiero eso. Um, and I guess right. for those that don't know what an ambivert is, it's those that have qualities of both an introvert and extrovert. I feel like or a like lot a, of people are like that and they just don't want to admit it. Yeah. I mean, my partner is like a pure introvert. Like he doesn't like people. Or he only likes a few select people and it's very, very few. He doesn't like to spend time with certain people. Like versus me, I think I have like a lot more outgoing personality than him. I mean, I guess it depends on the scene. Like if he's with his music friends and his basketball friends, sure, he really opens up. But I guess most of the time he isn't. No. Yes, fair. All right. Um, do we want to wrap it up? Because Kiwi is in Canada and it's like, what? 11 over over here yeah Yeah. do we want to do you want to do one more question belmar to wrap it up or do you just want to end here do you have anything yeah i mean there's this one interesting uh reddit question about a fiance not liking her ring oh give it to us give it to me baby (laughs) okay and go to website so this person, like, they're both mid-30s. Like, should I tell my fiancé that I'm, not, I'm disappointed in my rank? Okay. It's been a couple of weeks since my fiancé proposed, which I'm ecstatic about. It was a long time coming. We've been together for four years. There's some background to the proposal I think is relevant. We've been talking about marriage since our first anniversary, and I was getting upset after several years that it wasn't happening. First, and most relevant, he said he was saving money for a ring, and that was why he hasn't proposed yet. Later... He added that he wanted me to quit smoking before he would propose. But that reason was, uh, but that reason alternated with money for a ring reason. I was really feeling like he was just making up excuses and was trying to come in terms with the possibility we won't never get married. At Christmas, I lost it and broke down in tears because I felt like it would never happen. At which time he told me he was already bought a ring, was on the way. I was totally thrilled. The ring came and he handed me the package it was it was in. I opened the mail of myself and took the ring out and put it on. He said he knew it was coming. He would forgo the ceremony of it all. Not gonna lie, I'm disappointed about that. I don't need a huge display, but I really would like him to say the words, will you marry me? And put the ring on my finger. But the past is the past. The thing I'm unhappy about is with the ring. I actually loved it. And for any other occasion, I would be thrilled with the ring. But it's just not an engagement ring. We... We had talked about what kind of ring I want, so it wasn't a mystery. I wanted a certain color gold, and it was a different one. I wanted a certain stone, and it wasn't it. I wanted a couple of different stone shapes, and it's the one I specified I would never want. On top of all that, it is inexpensive. He spent more on his new computer desk than in my ring. All those times he said he was saving a ring was just a lie. We both make very decent money. He had some stuff to pay, but this is a really good financial spot, just like I am. The ring isn't necessarily cheap looking, but combine all the factors, I'm just disappointed. On top of that, he's extremely against buying jewelry. He said he had multiple times that only jewelry I'll ever get is going to be my engagement ring. This is the one and only thing I ever meant that that says, I love you from him. And it just feels so little. I wait until I calm down a bit and spend some time reflecting. Now I'm not sure whether or not I should say anything. One thing that I may not feel a bit better is to upgrade to the ring that I want or just continue continue with the disappointing ring I have. What should I do? Should I suggest upgrading the ring and hope that he doesn't read too much into it or do I need to explain? Am I just being too a big old snob I don't or am I just being a big old snob that I don't have a traditional engagement ring and I need to get over it? Too long didn't ring. My anti-Julie fiance gave me a ring that's almost exactly opposite of what I wanted and cost less than his new computer desk after talking about how he was saving it for a long time. How do I tell him that I'm disappointed in the ring and like to change it or am I just being snobby? 
Hmm. That was a lot. Um, so I think there's a couple of things that we need to like point out here that are important. One, your f- now fiance like told you multiple times that he does not like buying jewelry, which leads me to believe that that man is not good at buying jewelry. Like he, like that's just that's just it. You probably said all these things to him. Like you're probably like, I want a white gold band with a square cut diamond with a halo and he probably looked at you like okay and had no idea what the fuck he means that man he was just all like i'm gonna just get some uh, gold he's like i'm gonna get some gold that looks like this whatever she said a rectangle this is the same right and he just you know so i'm gonna give him the bit of a doubt and just assume that he's I mean, this is maybe like stereotypical to say, but like say he's a stereotypical male in which he did the closest thing he could figure out from all your jumbo jibber jargon that you gave him and just bought this, right? Uh, mm, so, I mean, what would I suggest? I mean, just tell him that you don't like it. Maybe that like, maybe that may be harsh, like just say it to him nicely. But at the same time, do you really want to sit here and throughout your whole engagement and then your whole marriage be all like, I hate this ring, I hate you. Like just like, what, what, is that what you want to do? Or would you rather just be honest and be like, hey, I don't like, I'm not crazy about it. Thank you for like, finally, like emphasize that shit, finally getting it for me because you made me wait a long time I had to cry for you to get me a ring let me just remind you of that so can we get another one can we get the one that I really like like is that like a thing that we can do like that's just like ask him like I, I really like it but I would I would like something different a little different like is that okay can we just you know can we just do that and then that'd be the end. Like, I feel like that's that's the only thing I can give to you because you told me this man is anti-jewelry and immediately my brain was like, so what else did you expect? I don't mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I think you should be madder about the fact that he didn't get on one knee and give you a speech in front of all your family or something. Cause that seems like something you really wanted, so. Yeah. I'm a little bit more pessimistic, but yeah, he didn't like, he just, I don't think he proposed. He seems, it seems more like he came, like, here's a ring. That's true. So, and you're thinking, and I guess he just seemed like he lied. I'm thinking, okay, just get her off my back. Here's a fucking ring. I guess I'm a little bit more pessimistic and thinking, okay, I, I'm not sure if the relationship probably worth saving. I'm, I'm guessing going really hardcore on it. I'm just thinking, babe, this is, this is a shit ring. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can probably go with you to describe what I want. I mean, I want to marry you, but you're trashing jewelry. I'm not sure how she feels about jewelry. I enjoy jewelry. So I'm just thinking probably be a little bit more Melissa direct and say, I hate your ring. You should propose. I don't care how long we've been together. I like a little bit traditional down the ring. Will you marry and put it on myself? Judges don't throw a fucking mail at me. I don't throw an Amazon package at you. That's a good point. Um, also like she said it was inexpensive and i was like i mean again like i'm not a receiving gifts person so i'm like who the fuck cares but at the same time if that matters to you then that matters to you so yeah because he said he'd been saving for so i thought okay it's gonna be a big person i mean i don't want him to break the bank since he has like uh since he has debt but at least put some more 
thought and money into it. But if he spend more on his computer desk, so I'm thinking he probably understands how expensive it is. And maybe it's a gender double standard where guys can spend thousands on like video games and computers and cars and stuff. But I'm thinking when it comes to women things, okay, I'm not going to spend more than $500 on a purse. I guess it's kind of like a disconnect. Kiwi Stewie, do you have any thoughts? No thoughts? No. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say, um, in the words of Teddy Pendergrass, looks like you better let it go. Yeah. Let that shit fucking go. It's a love TKO. She a dumb bitch. First of all, you've been with him for four years. He's in his mid-30s. At 30, most men already kind of have that clock in them where they want to go ahead and settle down. He only proposed to you because you begged. Like, and then he bought that shit off of Amazon Prime. <laughs> so he didn't propose to you. So that shows how much he cares. So let's say you're not a gift person. Okay, actions, words. And then he tossed you some shit that he like just bought the other night but can buy a desk. Even if he's in desk, what fucking desk do you have that costs more than a ring? Because, I mean, a decent ring would at least run you a grand. And especially when he said that he was saving for it. He lied to you, bitch. That's true. He lied. He did. He never wanted to get married to you. And I think he came to a point because you've been together so long. He just caved in and he half-assed it. So that's like a danger sign. Like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. She's like, girl, you in danger. Girl, you in <laughs> fucking danger. The effort that he's giving before the marriage is probably a precursor to the effort that he's going to give when he's in the marriage. So you think that shit's going to get better if you tell him change your ring? Okay. Good luck with that, buddy. Let's say that you have kids. That's when your marriage is going to go to shit. Right, yeah. So have fun with that. You need to let that shit go. You wasted four years of your life. It's okay. After they want kids because they are in their mid thirties. Um, no, he doesn't. Because if you're in your mid thirties, most men will already have their shit together. If like realistically, he's not in his early twenties buying an Amazon Prime ring or a Walmart ring. Not a Walmart ring, Jesus. I mean, some um, Walmart ring was nice, but still. They're not. They're not. Like she said less than a desk. How much did the fucking desk cost? That's this right. Not an executive desk. You probably got a cheap ass Walmart desk that's like a hundred dollars on a good day if you got the big one. So he got yeah. you a fucking Walmart ring that they have near the clearance. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, these and are I all guess. good. I didn't want to say them because I didn't want to be the harsh one this episode, but this is. <laughs> these are all. She can let I. Uh, I thought about all of this too, and I was like, "I'm gonna just, I'm gonna throw this man a bone." But also, yeah. I think you should break up with him, girl. <laughs> no, <laughs> you better like, call Tyrone, call him, <laughs> and tell him, "Come on, help you get your expensive desk." Just why does he hate jewelry so much? I'm curious about that. I mean, I understand not a lot of guys wear jewelry, but buying jewelry. No, nah, in the words, in the words of my uh, kids, that's cap. <laughs> yeah he's cap. cap. no he's, that's an excuse because he didn't have the money or did not want to spend the money on your make the effort for you because i'm pretty sure he bought some other shit and realistically if men don't like jewelry and men don't like picking out rings nine times out of ten they just take the women to the jewelry store and like pick out your shit and then <laughs> right, i'm gonna yeah. surprise you with the shit you picked out <laughs> hey girl remember when we went to the store last weekend bam 
<laughs> Here it is again. Reappearance. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like, do you like it? It's a surprise. Yes, it was a surprise that you picked this day. That was about it. <laughs> it's the only surprise I got. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, gracious. You know, we yeah. didn't even take a break, but at this point, there is no point in taking a break. Like, <laughs> It's a good episode. So I'm thinking you can follow us on our social, lady underscore blurred94 on Instagram, Belinda.Mars2545 on Snapchat. I really don't post much. I mean, the only thing I have on there is like some cookies. My boyfriend Breezium gave to me early because apparently Michael's is closed on Sundays. So he wanted to get me- Like Hobby Lobby? Since when? No, Michael's cookie jar. Oh. oh, I thought you meant Michael's a craft store. I'm like, what? <laughs> Only Hobby Lobby is the Christian yeah, craft like. store. They have oh, Michael's a lot of things. I'm thinking, I'm starting to not like the name Michael. <laughs> Shit. I mean, Michael's cookie jar needs to change it. They were pretty good because I love sweets. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can follow me at Nikki Alley Muse. I'm pretty sure that's on both. I think I told y'all Nikki Alley G before. Like, I'm pretty sure it's on both of them. The same thing, Instagram and and the Sea of Abyss, also known as Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm on those platforms uh, kind of regularly. Sometimes I'm not whatever, but like, yes, I post cute things and, and words. Yay. Um, Stewie. Um perfection three the r it's p-r-h-o-f-e-c-t-i-o-n the number three on twitter and at instagram instagram memes twitter you're gonna get a lot of political stuff like today's discussion was the ins- the verdict with trump it's just a flex on white supremacy it's okay yeah, just- yeah. yeah. so you're gonna get a lot of social commentary on there yeah and we love it um and uh i think that's it uh tell your situationship others and your significant others that i said hello and happy valentine's day to them i will be uh, at my parents house unless you are future then fuck them it's another day wait till (laughs) after holiday is over yes and um everybody wear your mask be safe um and if you're in texas specifically in houston don't drive if you don't have to <laughs> i guess the american south and louisiana too yeah people can't drive in the fucking cold they don't they can't like the, i was coming when i came down here yesterday people were driving like we weren't in the middle of a freeze warning i'm like um <laughs> what are y'all doing oh okay well all right guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna press the stop record button. <laughs>